She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie, showing you how to embrace vulnerability and unearth your power within. Good morning, everyone, and happy Friday to you all. Hope you're all good and have had a good week so far. So this week I have had a a really interesting week, actually. It's been really good. I've been spending time doing some coaching with some new people that are in our 10-week programme, which has been fab. I've also been really spending a lot of time on myself. I'm working on some exciting projects right now and it really needs me to be fully present and it's a lot of deep energy work as always and it it can take a lot out of us. So I purposely come off of Instagram last week, last Friday actually I came off Instagram just because whilst I love lots about social media, it's such a distraction and it's like, you know, I need to free up that space and I need to take full ownership of my time I have boundaries, um, so what I'm working on is is just super important to me and really exciting for my future. So I need to give it that time it deserves. So if you're trying to get me on Instagram, I'm not being rude. It's just because I'm just not spending any time on that and I, I don't know when I'm going to go back to it. I'll go back at some point, but there is no plan. So. Yes, it's it's been a great week and I'm I'm really enjoying that space, having that space. So today's episode is with the amazing Luke Campbell. We have another guy on, guys, so woohoo! Yes to the men on the She Loves Herself podcast. I'm so glad I made that decision to bring men in and speak to them about vulnerability as well as women. And I want to say how grateful I am to every single guest that's ever been on the podcast, because each and every one of them have felt safe enough to open up to me on a a deep level and embrace vulnerability, even though it's scary being vulnerable and putting ourselves out there. They are doing it. And I am so honoured and grateful to every one of them for coming on the podcast and and embracing what this podcast represents, which is self-love ultimately, but self-love on the deepest level where we are prepared to be vulnerable. So as I said, we've got Luke Campbell. So for those of you who don't know who Luke Campbell is, Luke Campbell is a professional boxer. He is actually MBE, Luke Campbell MBE. He's also an Olympic gold medalist. Wow, his episode is so great and it's so different to any other guest that I've had on before. Number one, because he's a a pro boxer, right? But he talks about how he prepares for a fight, how he controls emotions and then allows that emotion to come out after the fight, how he tunes into his different emotions. He talks about mental health. He talks about vulnerability on a deep level for him. Um, He talks about gratitude and how he really tunes into what he calls the small things, but actually they are the most important things in his life, which is his family. Um, It's a great episode, guys. It's inspiring and it's different. I hope you enjoy it as much as I enjoyed spending the time recording it with Luke. Have an amazing weekend. She Loves Herself with Jill Ritchie. So welcome, Luke, to She Loves Herself, the podcast. Thank you so, so much for saying yes to coming on. I'm so grateful that you said yes. 
happy to be here. Yes, and this is so different for um, She Loves Herself, the podcast, because She Loves Herself initially was set up for mostly women. But what I really find being a mum to two boys is that actually there is so much that we can bring in from the masculine and the feminine energy. And actually, we need to be balanced in both. And for me, it's about really getting a male perspective on things as well, because I truly believe that we are all connected. We are all one and having that separation just causes, can cause us real issues, right? Having that total divide, male, female, masculine, feminine, actually it's about blending it and bringing it together. So um, I'm so glad that you suggested coming on and having a chat. Yeah, no, I've been looking forward to it, having an open chat and, you know, just, getting to know you and myself and mm. letting everybody listening. Um, yeah. I think it's interesting, interesting subjects. And, you know, I'm, I want to touch base on a lot of the subjects that you talk about. Yeah, amazing. So thank you. And we'll just dive straight in. So, God, there's so much to you, right? When I was sort of doing, a, doing my research and looking up Luke Campbell, and obviously I did see you in Dancing on Ice as well, by the way, we'll touch yeah. on that in a second. But gosh, for such a a young guy, you have on paper achieved phenomenal, phenomenal things, right? When you look at that part, when you look at that, right, you see like Luke Campbell, all of the accreditations, everything that you have achieved. What does that actually feel like for you to look at that internally? Um, You know what my problem is? I achieved something I achieved something really good um, exceptional on some of them and I just all I do is build another shelf above it and want to fill that and I don't actually take in and understand some of my achievements I just sort of the second I've achieved something I just build another shelf on top of it and want to start filling that, mm-hmm. um, which I guess is a good thing in one way, but in another way, it's, um, I don't think it's good because I don't sit and think you want to give yourself a pat on the back, you've done really good. Um, I just go for the next one, and mm-hmm. if I don't make it, or if I don't achieve it, I'm just hard on myself and down and whatever else where, you know, sometimes I think it goes for everything in life, for everybody. You just got to stop and give yourself a little pat on the back and say, you know what? You're doing good. Well done. Yeah. And I just don't do it enough. Mm. And I'm sure most people don't. Yeah. Oh my goodness. And I hear this a lot. Right. And then when, people will listen to this and and think, oh my gosh, you know, look at what Luke's achieved and it's incredible and there's so much to be proud of. But like so many people, we never really sit and bask in that, wow, I did good. Like, I'm just, I'm, I'm really happy with that and I don't need to achieve anything else. So when you were talking and saying of building that other shelf and building that other shelf... Where do you believe, like internally, when you know when you tune into that for yourself, Luke? Where do you think that comes from? Um, 
I don't know. Um, I honestly say it's just within you or not. Um, you know, where does it come from? That's that's a great question. Yeah. You know, it's, and I, I actually don't know the answer to that. And that's I okay not to know, like right? I'm here on the air and I want to achieve something. Mm. I want to be known for something good. Mm. And, you know, I want to be successful, I guess. Mm. And I think that's where, where it comes from for me. I don't just want to be here for the sake of it. I want to be yeah. here and achieve something good that I can leave behind. I the guess. legacy. That yeah. was it, yeah. Yeah. And you certainly were, right? You, you still are. And do you then, when you talk about building that shelf and, and looking for more, is that a pressure then? Um, it's a pressure that I put on myself. Yes. Because no matter what I do, whether it's a small thing or a big thing, I want to be the best at it. Mm-hmm. And I keep aiming for things all the time. But as we grow older in life, I do think it's very important that we've got to keep growing. We've got to keep learning. Mm-hmm. So it's great to set goals. It can be small goals. It can be big goals. Um, But I, I honestly think it's, I think it's so important in life as, as we're getting older to keep setting new little goals because mm-hmm. if we're not growing, what we're doing? Yeah. Oh, and, and I completely agree with this. I think that, and I think that's amazing. And we can take so much from what you've just said there around having that place where I think sometimes people think we were just put here just to exist. Yeah. But actually, we all have strengths that other people don't have. And I think when, you know, when you go to school, you're compared, you're always compared as a child, even, you know, as soon as you start walking, talking, you know, who's doing it first, we do it with yeah. babies. So we learn that we live in a competitive world where we need to, to be the best. And I think there's a real thing there around being the best that you can be. But then there's this fine line, isn't there, look of that pressure. And actually when you achieve it, because a lot of people get that, you know, when I just get this, then I'm done. Then I'll be happy. When I achieve this, then I'll be happy. But often when we're not really allowing ourselves to fully receive. and So is yeah. one for you. Why would you let something on the outside dictate the way you feel on the inside? Mm. If you achieve this, then you will be happy. Mm. Why can't you just be happy now? Yeah. Why do you need something on the outside to make you feel happy on the inside? Mm. You know, yeah. I think that's a quite a strong saying. Um, mm-hmm. I think more people should look at on the inside and like, I am happy on the inside now, mm. but I want to achieve, me achieving this goal isn't going to create any more happiness for me on the inside because I'm already that happy person. Mm. But, it's just something I want to do. Yeah. Uh, and pressure is made up. Pressure is a is man-made. Mm. People make pressure up. Oh, I've got to do this. You don't got to do anything. Yeah. You're a happy person on the inside and you can you can you can 
control that. You ain't got to you ain't got to do anything on the outside to make you feel happy if you can conquer the inside. Yeah. And just people adding pressure on certain things. A lot of it is man man made. The so second you start adding you? pressure on yourself, yeah. is where things don't happen for you because you're adding things on for nothing mm-hmm. a lot mm-hmm. a lot of the time. Yeah. But so much is man made though, Luke. Like beauty's man made. The industry, you know, what you see is, yeah. oh, this looks good. This doesn't look good. This fashion's cool. This isn't cool. It's all man-made because you go to another country and they live a different way. But everything, like there's so much that's man-made. And we are we are beings who are constantly comparing ourselves to other people. And that's where the pressure comes from. The pressure comes from, I need to do this like them, or, you know, if I'm not, I'm not a good boy or I'm a bad boy or I'm a bad girl. I'm not a good girl. And we learn conditions from such a young age to be a certain way. And if we don't feel that way, then we think that there's something wrong with us. In actual fact, there's nothing wrong with you. What's wrong is we allow society yeah. and conditions to dictate how we should or shouldn't show up every day yeah. in life and society also on how we should and shouldn't feel yeah definitely you know and we are all new, unique mm. you know there's there's not there's not two people in on this planet that have that have the same fingerprints mm-hmm. we're all unique to ourselves and we're all individually special in one way or another yeah. Like I say, it's crazy to think how many billions of people's on this planet, and not what, and not two people share the same fingerprint. I know, I know, and they're not supposed to. But we all try. Well, not we all, but many of us try to conform and be a certain way to fit in, and we don't want to feel rejected. But what happens is when we're doing that internally, we are pushing down our own emotions, our own true beliefs in ourselves. You know, sometimes when people will say to me, you know, I've got all these things, but I don't feel really happy. And then I feel bad about that because I think, God, I've got so much, but I should feel happy and I don't. And often it's because we're searching externally for things when we need yeah. to be coming and dialing that, you know, energy internally because everything that we want to feel, that we want to achieve um, has to be felt um, internally. And you talked about, um, you know, going into yourself and being happy internally. Like, has there been a point then in your career? Because I know that you've had a lot of adversity and you've you've faced a lot of challenges, yeah. especially being number one, you know, you know, at the top of your game, being in the public eye, and then that pressure to to show up when actually there was probably a lot of things going on personally for you that you had to almost compartmentalise. How did you show up in that? And so I wanted to ask you about that. And I wanted to ask you, did it affect you at the time or was it after it that it all started to affect you? Yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's no matter what's going on the outside and what events are coming up or what pressure you want to put on yourself, I always go back to the basics and the fundamentals that make me happy, which is, I have a loving family, kids that love me. I've got a wife that loves me. That makes me happy. You know, you you got to look. You, it's the basic things that sometimes you can look back in. We're all we're all healthy. My family, I enjoy the time. They love me. 
I love them. And then all of a sudden, like, what do I need to be, what do I need to add pressure on myself for? When, when I look at what I've got, I wouldn't change it for, for one second. So go out there and enjoy, enjoy you trying to reach a goal because I think it's a privilege for someone to be able to reach a goal and be able to go for their dreams. It's a privilege because yeah. um, there's a lot of people that don't get chance to try and achieve their dreams and, and, and it's hard for the individual to set goals because they're too busy with working and providing for the families and things like that. So it's a privilege really. So there shouldn't be any pressure on being privileged enough to be able to set yourself goals and, and go for dreams yeah and did you always you know from a young young age did you always know what you wanted to do and have that support around you then with your family no not really I've wanted to be a a, a rally driver a, a, a racer mm-hmm. um I've wanted to be an astronaut you know um and then I fall into boxing um I do always I do always believe that everything happens for a reason um boxing has has taught me and still teaching me a hell of a lot of things in life Mm. you know um morals and dedication what it takes to achieve something hard work being disciplined just Mm. key key ingredients you need to to be able to move on and do anything you want in life and um i feel very privileged for that yeah, and you can tell when you're speaking that you feel privileged and you mentioned that a few times and I guess, you, and you feel it energetically from me even speaking to you, you feel like I am privileged to have that. Like you don't take it for granted. You know, it's, no. you can tell that that energy is there. Like I, I feel lucky. I feel lucky yeah. to have this. Yeah. There's, there's not enough people that can sit down and, Tell me a couple of things what you're grateful for, you know, simple things like that and being positive and Mm. um, I'm grateful for a lot of things and I think there's not enough people that can just sit and think about actually I am grateful for this or I'm grateful you're in my life and I'm grateful for that. Mm. And once you start doing that, you start changing that pattern of feeling good and being happy and peaceful within yourself Mm. and you know I think it'd be good for more people to start just doing these little little things like that and you know the most Mm. successful people out there still struggle with you know mental health and things like that because it's not necessarily a nice car that makes you happy for the 10 minutes no. You know, and then all of a sudden you're back, you're back in your position you was before you even had one. <laughs> yeah, and that's it. It's the, it's not the things that will ever make you happy. And I think that's people's belief. If I just get to this thing, and it's about choosing happy now, and it's about looking around you for what you have, and actually realizing that there, the privilege is, you know, sometimes 
we have to go down to the detail, even if you're feeling down on your luck and things aren't going great. Actually, what have you got? And we go down to the simple detail of clean running water, food to eat, which is something so many people don't have. And, you know, people are affected. And I, I think that that's the thing you talked about, mental health and people are definitely more open to sharing more around mental health. Is that something that you are comfortable exploring? Is that something that you've ever been really affected by? And if you were, how did you deal with it or how do you sort of deal with it? Do you know, I'm, I'm lucky enough in my life not to experience mental health problems. I have had, had I have, it has been in the family and we have gone through family members going through mental health problems. Um, but me, myself, I'm lucky enough. I haven't experienced it personally myself. Um, but we all have our down days. Mm. You know, sometimes we all have our down days. And I'm lucky enough to have a beautiful wife that in my down days, she picks me up and vice versa. And when she's down, I'll pick her up. And it's normal. It's normal to yeah, have them down normal, days. Right? Mm-hmm. And you know, it's, people don't understand it's normal to, to we, as human beings, we're designed to think negatively. It's normal, you know, but it's like yeah. just having a cushion there, someone that can be able to pick you up when you are feeling down is so important. So mm-hmm. I have, for me, it's, it's my wife that picks me up when I'm down. So I'm 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 very fortunate for that. Yeah. Um, but we'll yeah, I mean, I'm yeah. like I say, I'm I'm lucky enough. I've never touched that on myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, as you say, we have those down days, and you know, sometimes life throws us a couple of spanners, right? And we're like, ah, oh, God, you know. And it's not always easy. Life is beautiful in so many ways but in other ways it's not always easy you know where we're faced with challenges and you know I, I shared this around my own mum being really ill um, and I felt really vulnerable at the end of last year because for me as a coach that pressure of god you know do I share this openly because there's this little part of the mind that starts playing tricks going oh well you know you're supposed to be all over like your mindset and if you say that you're struggling then you know you might lose clients and then people might not want to work with you again and then I thought no but this isn't who I am I'm a whole person and actually I'm struggling the fact that I'm having to you know deal with this thing that's the biggest thing that my family's ever had to deal with and it's not easy and it hurts and it's painful when you love someone and and they're going through a lot of pain and trauma Mm. because it's the ripple effect it has on the family and you know we're still kind of working that through right now and but actually when I did share it I got so much support from people I think it is that you know when I was saying to you before being vulnerable we can be vulnerable after it and say, oh, by the way, this stuff thing happened a year ago. I'm going to talk about it now. But actually, when you're in it and you're emotional, and I think I actually, I said, I think, I know. When I went on to share, I started crying. And again, that was something I struggled with, was really crying in front of people, Look, because yeah. 
I was always told to be brave and, you know, life's hard and you know, just go on with it. There's people always worse than you. But when we say that, we diminish our own. Yeah, there is. There is always someone worse, right? That has got a lot more stuff to deal yeah. with. But when we say that, we're diminishing our own pain and we're actually suppressing it. And the minute I started to really open up and I actually took like a month off all of social media, off of everything, and I just got really present with what was going on and I held space for it because I realized actually I've got enough love internally that can hold space for that pain right now and just yeah. rather than ooh, pushing it down because obviously we don't want to feel like we're crying we don't want to feel overwhelmed it's not a nice feeling at the time but when we run for it it just suppresses and it comes out in other ways yeah so and you yeah. know what what's so bad about crying I know nothing. We were born crying, Luke. We were born crying. Think you're vulnerable when you're crying? What does it mean? Again, it's the programs, right? It's the programs. Crying. Yeah. And the thing is, Luke, when you're when we're born, we're born crying. It's the most natural emotion. The baby comes out crying, right? But we learn even as children when you're, you know, you you fall over. You're like, right up you get, come on, don't cry. So we learn at a young age and it all, listen, it comes from a place of love and fear with our parents. They don't want to see us in pain. So it's like, right, come on, be brave. So you learn as a child, all right, to be brave. I'm not supposed to cry because it's maybe weak. I'm not supposed to show emotion because this person might think I'm weak. So I want to ask you about that actually, because in boxing, right, this is the thing you see at like the build-up and you guys are staring at each other. Like you watch all this stuff, right? And there's a big fight. And the build-up is one of the great parts of it. it. gets everyone going. But did you ever find that hard, you know, to show ever like emotions or weakness in the past? Maybe not so much now, but in the past, but being a boxer, right? Because I guess it's a lot of mindset stuff going on there. Never, never before the fight. Mm. Never before the fight would I show anything. Even even if I've just say if I've had a bad training camp, you've still got to turn up confident. You've still got to show that you've had a fantastic training camp. I've cried so many times if I haven't if if getting beat, I could be in the ring crying. You know, as a grown man, I'm in the ring, I've got beat, I'm crying. Because it's upsetting me because I've got so much passion in it and I want to win so much and I try so hard. So it's upsetting that um, I've been beat, Mm. you know, and I've cried many times in the ring. Mm. But never before. Always got to be confident (laughs) and sure of yourself. Even if you're not, you got to show it. Mm. that's a massive part of your job though isn't it really showing it a massive part of the trade yeah Yeah. but then you let it out which is good because what you're saying is actually after it you don't suppress it you actually let those emotions out yeah which is so important and I love that you said that what's wrong with crying and I think we need to normalise that (laughs) yeah it's, it's not a big deal I guess is it someone crying they're crying I know. The the majority of the time, if I see someone crying, I'll start crying myself. Yeah. (laughs) So when was the last time you cried, Luke? Can you remember? 
yeah, it was the second of January when I got beat in my last fight. Mm. I cried. Mm. So how do you ensure? So you hold that space for your emotions to come through. What do you do then, Luke, to hold that space and then pick yourself back up from that kind of thing then when you've been crying? Um, look at what you've got. Like, yeah, I'm upset. I'm crying. I accept I'm going to be down for a few days. You know, I, I accept I'm going to be in a bit of a mood for a couple of days and I'm going to be down in the dumps. But then after a couple of days of being like that, it's... Right. Yeah. It's time to get the pieces back together now. Amazing. You know? Yeah. I, des- I, I deserve I deserve to be in a mood and feeling down for a couple of days. Mm-hmm. But then after that, it's right, right, it's put yourself together now, you know. It's been and gone, it's history. You can never change the past. You might look at the small things, the fundamental things you have got in your life to make you happier again and then you start coming around and being that that person you are mm. that's the way I do it you know I t- tell myself yeah I, I am down maybe I'm embarrassed to walk out the door because my pride's hurting that's true there's been times where I ain't wanted to leave the house for a couple of weeks because my I feel like my pride's been hurting but the way you see yourself in your head is completely different to the way other people see yourself Mm. see you as a person so you know Mm. yeah it's definitely we let it consume us don't we the thoughts aren't even real like it's like most of them we've made them up ourselves oh my god yeah oh yeah no one gives a shit no no one cares it's been and gone (laughs) they don't don't. yes your your yesterday's news now i know they're today. Oh my God, I love that. And I love that you totally embrace that. And it's like, you know, you're very self-aware, which is so good. Now you're a dad as well. So how do you instill that in your children? Do you do you parent your children different from how you were parented, do you think then, Luke? I mean, you just, you just got to do your best for them. I mean, they are you and they're never going to be you. Mm-hmm. And once you sort of understand that, that they're different and they've got their own personalities and they do things their own way, you know, it sort of helps a little bit in the process. You've just got to try and do your best to give them the right advice and let drugs you know, trying to help, but still think we sh- you have to feed them so much positive and con- Yeah, definitely. I, I know. I definitely even parent my kids different to I did three years ago when I went on this journey. I, I learned from my mum, which was right at the time in the 80s, but we're different now. We're always learning. Like, I, I probably do things last week that I wouldn't even do again this week it's learning I think we need to let go of that pressure to try and be the perfect parents you know we're not perfect and no. we're all learning we're all growing and Just try and do our best you know yeah, do what, your best. what else more can we do 
if we're giving our best. Mm. We can't do anything more than our best. Yeah. And I love that you said letting, like, they're not you. And I think that's really important because we often we parent them to be like us because that's how we learned. But actually they have their own personalities. And you said in the beginning, you know, billions of people in the world, every single one of us has got our own unique fingerprint. We're not supposed to be clones of each other. And I think it is really important when when we're when so many people that I speak to or hear from that message me and say, you know, I feel like, you know, I'm not good enough. Um, fear holds me back. And actually, it's it's all noise. Number one, you are good enough. Um, and you're, it's because when we think we're not good enough, it's because we're comparing ourselves to a false reality of someone else. So whether that's a highlight reel on Instagram, something that we see in a magazine, it isn't real. It's a snippet of someone's life. And actually, you can look at someone and they could be stunning looking, have an amazing body, uh, have all this stuff, but they can be miserable inside. You know, you yeah. do not know what is going on in someone's life. And the reason you feel crap when you're judging your life against theirs is because that's exactly that. It ain't your life. And that's why you're always going to feel in a funk when you're trying to be someone that you're not. So it's about coming back to yourself and actually asking yourself a question. If there was no fear, if there was no resentment or resistance, of anything in the world, if it didn't exist, if fear simply didn't exist, what would I do and how would I be? How would I show up to life yeah. then? If that didn't? No, I agree. And you've got to look at fear. Fear is also could be man-made because if you look at the if you look at the olden days, a long, long time ago, fear was going out hunting for food and coming across a bear mm-hmm. and Running. seeing a bear or a tiger. That was fear when you, you know, you've got to try and survive and live and you're getting chased by a tiger. All right, that's fear. But having a fear, having fear that you don't, you don't achieve your goal. What is that? What's that about? It's not, it's, you haven't got a tiger chasing <laughs> you and, and wanting you, wanting, wanting to eat you for his dinner, mm-hmm. you know, posting a picture on Instagram that you're a little bit scared of what people are going to say about it or putting yourself down because you're scared of achieving something Mm. like that's man-made a lot of it is man-made it's not real fear it's not life and death like we need fear because it keeps us safe Mm -hmm. but yeah how it's adapted over the over time is crazy Totally. And I think that's it. Fear is in all of us. We all have fear um, in, you know, various different ways. But actually, it's about welcoming that part in and holding the space. Right? What's the message? There's a message there. It's like, oh, I want to keep you safe. So actually, fear's doing its job. A lot of the time, it's not real. Like you said, Luke, it's man-made. Actually, when you start to get really curious, well, what is this fear? Well, I'm scared that people will judge me, right? Well, why am I scared people will judge me? And often, you when you can you keep going with those questions to yourself, journaling's a great exercise for that. It comes out as bullshit. It just comes out like it, it really doesn't exist. I've made it up. I've actually made this up right now. And the more you can catch this, the more you realise it's not external people or things that are stopping you. It's your false fears. 
false fears. 100%. False fears. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. So what do you do, Luke, to like, so you have a great outlook and you seem really in touch with that. What kind of things do you do? Do you like meditate? Do you like, what do you do to make sure that you are connecting more to your body, to your, to your soul rather than fear? Just, just tell yourself what you're grateful for. Grateful, yeah. Know that. Yeah. You wouldn't change nothing in your life that you're happy and love the people around you i try and be a good husband a good father and a good friend also a good son to my mum and i'm happy in my circle yeah like i'm not interested in other people's opinions on me um as long as i make the people around me smile and happy that makes me happy Mm. And, you know, only that's it. Like, I don't meditate. I ain't got time to meditate when I've got kids that are getting homeschooled and, you know, I'm busy trying to go out and train and myself and, you know, there's always things that I need doing. So, and people say, oh, you should find the time to do it. But I don't want to. Mm. I don't want to meditate. I'd rather sit and watch a movie with a wife and snuggle up on the couch mm. then meditate that is my meditation mm. yeah. you know? um, things right that's your place where you're at your happiest and actually yeah. feeling good so it's what feels good for you exactly yeah every like you say like one person it might meditation might work for another it might not mm. you know I think it's just understanding the way your brain and your mind work mm. and just knowing yourself within yourself a little bit. I think if you understand that, then you're all right. Yeah. And that's it. There might be a time and everything's ever changing and evolving, right? There might be a time where you go next week, oh, do you know what? I might, I might try that meditation. And that's the thing we get to decide. We can change our minds about anything, anytime we want. Nothing is set in stone. And there might be a time that you think, yeah, I might try that. Or you might never try it. And that's okay. But actually, it's that whole saying, you do you, right? You do you as long as it works for you. And you seem like, you know, when you talk about your family, your wife, your mom, your kids, that it, that emotion comes through, like energetically, it's beautiful. You know, you can tell that that, that really is your happy place, right? And you're really grateful for that. Yeah, that's it. And it's like you say, people always revert back to, oh, it's the small things in life. Yeah. It really small is. The biggest things, right? Yeah. Yeah. I love that. Oh, Luke, thank you so much for your time. I've loved chatting to you. Really so, enjoyed it. So good. Just real chat. And um, yeah, yeah, 